Oh, hello. And I am still working. Really? Yeah. Any roads? Let's get to it, eh? <laughs> Shall I do an intro? Yeah, go. Episode of the Simon and Ross podcast show. Joined as always by my esteemed friend and colleague, Mr. Shimon Pakar. From across the snowy mountains of wherever they are. Are they snowy? The Pennines? The transpa- no, I'm talking about the Hateful Eight mountains. The, the, oh, the snow the didn't. Ma- Red Rock, Colorado. Is that what it is? Well, Hello from across the Red Rock, Colorado mountains. Red Rock is a fictional village, but Colorado obviously is real. And I think that's right, where yeah. it was filmed in Colorado, I believe. Um, yeah, so 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 uh, yeah, so so thanks for joining us. Um, this is another episode. It's the penultimate film in the Quentin Tarantino mm. series. Um, yeah. So we're going to be talking about The Hate for Late. Hate for Late, yes. Was I speaking of Microsoft Sam for a second there? <laughs> eight or eight, yes. <laughs> so we've got plenty to talk about. It's an absolute bloody belter. It is. So it get is. comfortable. Uh, make yourself a little a little brew of summer. Um, before we get into it, um, if you like, and subscribe to the podcast get, channel. Don't interrupt get me. Cheese, get some cheese and crackers. Get a cup of tea. Nice cheese and crackers. A little bit of Battenberg. A little bit of Battenberg. I knew it wasn't worth interrupting me for. <laughs> Go on, Ross. Do, do, do the plug-in. Do the plug-in stuff. If you um, like and subscribe... Or an Eccles cake. Sure. <laughs> Cough. Wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever platform, that means you'll get notified every week when they come out. We also have right. a Patreon um, uh, service where you can get early access. You can tell it's been a while since I pitched the Patreon. <laughs> you can get early access to the weekly episodes. You get them a few days early. You also get um, bonus episodes. And if you, um, there's certain tiers where you get a nice little bit of merchandise as well. A nice sticky cup. I think they've all gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, join the Patreon, please. So, I'll see you after this. Thank you. <laughs> So um, yeah, <laughs> hate, hate for late. Um, hate for late. Another another surprise for me. Um, what this firstly, time? Firstly, at how little I could remember. Right. Secondly, and and that is weird considering how many times I watched it. With how many times yeah. Frank made me watch it. Yeah. Um. Hey Ross, what... tonight. Ross, tonight we watch hate for late again. <laughs> yeah. Yes, again. Is <laughs> every night pasta and hate for late night? <laughs> I, I could think of worse worse ways to yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and and far worse people to spend to do it with as well. Yeah, Francesco exactly. is a good friend of both of us. Um, yeah. the Italian stallion. Um, <laughs> so uh, so so yeah. Um, and and because I because I couldn't remember much about it, you know, in the same way that I felt about um, Django, the cast crept up on me a bit as well. Yeah, I was like, oh fucking hell, it's an absolute belting cast. Yeah, and of course, Stella. it's a class. Yeah, the Stella, Stella lineup. 
Yeah, and I thought, bloody hell, um, fantastic. And and the, the bigger surprise was Kurt Russell again. I was like, of course he's going to Kurt Russell again. <laughs> John the Hangman Ruth. Is it John Ruth? Yeah, John yeah. Ruth. John Ruth. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, um, yeah, I, I mean, I really, uh, for a film, it's always, I always think it's challenging. It, well, it must be challenging um, to, to, film a, to film a film, to film a film. Film a film. As as long as it is and yeah. in one location, yeah, um, it's already difficult to do a film in one location, like phone booth. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> for some reason, my go-to. <laughs> if ever I'm trying to think of a film that was shot in one place, oh, phone booth. So Forest Whitaker, yeah, yeah, um, and uh, Colin Farrell, yeah, Cal- yeah, yeah, Colin yeah. Farrell, um. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and but bloody hell, does he do, does he do it well? I mean, Colin it's Farrell. Yeah, he was good in that. <laughs> Back hopefully. <laughs> All right. Interestingly, um, some consider it a horror film. Some critics consider it a horror film. Ennio Morricone himself almost considers it a horror film. Quentin Why? Tarantino considers it very close to a horror, although he won't admit it because it's important that it's his second western. Yeah. But the a lot of the inspiration for creating Hateful Eight came from um, the thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And when they were preparing yeah. for the when they were in pre-production phase, that's the only thing yeah. that people watch. She was like, just watch the thing. This is a type right. of vibe. When it comes to being in a room full of people you don't trust in the mm. thing, it's because one of them could be the thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because right. yeah, one yeah, of them yeah, could yeah, be yeah, yeah. the twat. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the um, director's cut of the thing. And <laughs> I, I, I think he also I think he also referenced Reservoir Dogs. As as a type of film to 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 consider what this film was going to be like, yeah. he, he referenced Re- Reservoir Dogs and the Thing. He basically said, essentially, think of it as those two films together. Yeah, um, that makes and, sense. Yeah, it, and it is the the horror angle I get, but it, it isn't a horror film <laughs> unless the snow's the monster. Uh, it, it's it, I think it's mainly it's down to the the violence and it's a it's almost it's a killer film. You know, it's like. You know that something fucking bad has happened, and that there is a yeah. killer in the room. And when the killing does happen, it's very violent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, in... I, I, I like, I likened it with Charlotte to a murder mystery film. Yeah, it, it's very. We, we, we'd literally just watched. Uh, is it see how they run the day before? Um, which is based on Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap, right? And. It's very similar vibes. Very yeah. similar vibes. Yeah, because uh, you know the who done it aspect of it. You don't who who poisoned the coffee pot, and uh, you know and the learning bits of information all the way through the film. Um, yeah, it's it, it, a, ho- a horror murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is the how? I mean, can you remember the first time? You watched it, and what your thoughts were when it got when it you know when it got into it, and they were all in this place, and you're thinking, okay, well, the the main thing of because when they first enter, yeah, the whole point is John Ruth and protecting his bounty, yeah, Daisy Damagoo, and um, that someone in the room could be an associate of hers, yeah. Well, you don't even find that out at first. At first, no, he's no. he's just paranoid of anyone, and yeah. he's like, he's like, you're fucking gonna stay here. And he, he goes around the room and talks to everyone, and he's like, 
well, all you need to know is that fucking she belongs to me. Yeah. And if anyone tries anything, I'm going to fucking shoot you. Yeah. And then the plot it, gets ain't bigger no, ain't nothing, bigger. Ain't nothing going to get in between me and my 10 grand. Yeah. 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 And then the plot gets bigger and bigger from, from yeah. there on out. I, I, I would say that there is only one clearly suspicious fucker from the get-go. <laughs> and he's always a suspicious fucker, no matter what he's in. <laughs> and that's the, Michael, that's the... Michael Madsen, by any chance. The, yeah, otherwise known as the seedster. <laughs> because he is one seedy the, son bitch. The, the ultimate twat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, never, I've never known somebody... Look so right so unconvincingly. <laughs> all he had to say is, "Are you writing a book? Let me actually see it." And all he would have had is that. <laughs> you just started it, you cunt. What does it say? You can't even. You can't even write. <laughs> the reason why you. Me. The reason why I'm just in it is because you've only written my name. That's it. That's the reason I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so what what was your question again? Your question went off a bit there. Yeah, it did. Um, I guess the quest the, the question was, um, we know as much as John Ruth, right? Yes. So you could you could say we're seeing it from his perspective over anybody else's at this point. Yeah, yeah. He was the first person that you see. Um, is he? Do you see him before Samuel? Do you see him before? Um, what's it called, Marquis? Um. No, you 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 see um, Major uh, Marquis Warren yeah. first because he's in the snow, and you see the back of his head first, I guess, and then the stagecoach comes round, and you see him, and then eventually you see Kurt Russell coming out the uh, stagecoach. Yeah, but you see the stagecoach before you see anything, right? That's the opening shot, isn't it? The stagecoach going through over the through the snow. Not that stagecoach. They're not. Not that stagecoach. It, it it's it's the Domain Grey gang coming across to be dropped off at the Domain Grey. Domain Grey. That's that first shot where you hear Ennio Morricone's uh, soundtrack yeah. coming across, and you've got the Christ on a bike. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Christ on a bike. <laughs> on the cross. Sorry, same thing. Um, that's that's. Um, that's the Dolmen Grey gang. So that's um, Thingy, uh, Six Horse, Six Horse Sandy, or whatever yeah. she's called. That's them riding across. Uh, I only realised that this time. Okay. Because when they come into it later, you see the shot of the cross and, and the Jesus. Yeah. You see it again, but it's, right. it's they're, they're, they're the first people you actually see in the whole film. So, okay. Okay. Well, but, well okay. So forget that then. But the original point. <laughs> When you, I, I would argue that when you go into no, there, need to argue. We're all we're all friends, Ross. Don't you worry. You are more, you are more invested because the only characters that you know is Kurt yep. and Samuel and yep. and um, Manix. Is it Manix? Sheriff. Uh, eventually, Manix. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the enter and the only real thing that you're invested in at that point is John Ruth protecting Daisy Domagu yes. and his bounty. Yeah, that's the only premise you've got. He is taking her there. Now, you know, Samuel's also got a couple of bounties, but they're worth like, you know, is that, that's three, that's four, that's seven, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the question is, when they first enter that, when they first enter um, <laughs> Minnie's haberdashery, 
this question started off as, do you remember the first time you watched it? And now it's moved <laughs> on to all sorts of other things. Go What's on. your first opinion when you first get introduced to the people that are already in? Is it Mini? Mini? Is it is Mini? And it Mini's habitat. Mini, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, they're all bastards. <laughs> all bastards, every single one of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And you you only sort of warm to them a little later, don't you? And and then you find out they're all. I think Mega it's bastards. such a rewarding scene, like half, maybe just over halfway through the film, yeah. when you actually see what happened at Minis before John Ruth and Samuel are and um, I, 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 th- I, I think that's about two thirds of the way in it. It's quite a quite a long way into it. And again, yeah. even though even though I know that scene existed, I completely forgot it, it existed in the film. Yeah, I completely forgot it. You you sort of think, oh, how did they get out of this? And you go, oh, we go back in time, right? Okay, yeah. Here you we feel go. so bad, don't you? For especially for I forgot a name. It's and I, and I didn't. I only I know I only noticed it on this one. Is it's the same girl as a stunt woman in Death Proof? Yeah, Six Horse Judy, and who played Uma Thurman stunt double? In Uma Thurman stunt double, yeah, and yeah. played Zowie Zowie in Death Proof. She still manages to be super annoying in this. In yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also <laughs> felt really bad because she's obviously really nice and really popular. Yes, and like she was just a really nice, friendly girl who wanted to do right by everyone and was making sure yes. they were all warm and they had coffee and they had all that. And, yeah, and um, you can see them all just slowly getting into position, and they're all and I forgot I completely forgot Channing Tatum was in it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I forgot there was anyone on the floorboards. Yeah, yeah, you do. Like, I forgot about all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you see them all slowly just walking into like they basically take a person each. Yeah, to pick, and them then they all look at each other, and it's like, oh fucking hell, yeah. Obviously, they, they massacre everyone. Yeah, and it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> they don't deserve it in any way whatsoever. No, no. no normally in his films, they deserve it. They don't deserve it. It's in any brutal. Way. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely brutal. Um, so that was quite a shock. It was an amazing scene, um, and it was great. I, I, I also, sorry, I, I think that's why it works so well as well. If that was at the beginning of the film, obviously it, it ruined the surprise for the rest of it anyway. But I, I, I you, you almost care about them more because you've heard about, especially Minnie and Sweet Dave being talked about before you even see them. Yeah. So by the time you actually see them, you, you've got some connection to them. Yeah, so I think if if it was the opening of the whole film, it would be a very different film because there'd be no surprises anywhere. Yeah, but you almost care a little bit more about them, which makes it even more brutal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's a question for you. What are, what are some of the similarities or ties with Inglorious Bastards? <laughs> um, uh, the spilling of the... Um, I'm guessing the uh, the sweets, the, 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 the little glass canister of sweets that get spilt on the floor that happens in Inglorious Bastards as well. Does it? Yeah. When? 
I can't remember in Inglorious Bastards, but when I saw it this time, I thought, oh, that's the same as in Hateful Eight. Uh, you know, the, the glass thing when it falls on the floor and the little balls go everywhere. Well, I know in Hateful Eight, yeah. But I'm, I, can't, I, I, can't, I can't remember. It does, it does happen in Inglorious Bastards. Are you Bastard. sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not convinced. Or is it happening in Django? I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't think it happens in any of them. <laughs> it does, it does, it does, it does, definitely, yeah. definitely does, definitely, definitely. Okay, definitely well, does. you can have that one. Okay. Any more? Um, are you talking about ties here to other films? We Yeah, we can have any. Okay. Um, um, thingy. Uh, uh, Tim Roth's character, Oswald Pete, Mold, Mold. Pete, Pete Hickocks. Pete Hickocks, yeah, is related to um, Archie Hickocks, Michael Fassbender. It's his great great grandfather, apparently. Yes, yeah, yeah. Confirmed by uh, Tim Roth himself. <laughs> so yeah, um, I can't think of any others. Can't think of any others, but uh, uh, you can tell me. Well, the the other one is that is that was actually just um, off the off the the, the the idea of somebody being under the floorboards. Because oh was... yeah 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 yeah. Camera panning down and going through yeah, the floor, yeah. and someone done there. exactly the same. Done exactly exactly the same, the same as well, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, so um, I'll, I'll I will confess, the first one I obviously researched because you had to, um, about Hickox and being great grandfather, great great grandfather yes. of Arthur, uh, Arthur. <laughs> Archie. Sorry. Um, but yeah, the the floorboard thing that was a note I made that I spotted at the time, and it's yeah. from watching them. Relatively close together, close um, to each I other. Yeah, that's the same shot. Yeah, only it's Channing Tatum instead of a Jewish family. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I thought that was quite interesting. Um, yeah, no, good I, point. It's worth talking about the a bit of context. I think about this one because um, it, it obviously it very nearly didn't happen. Yeah. Um, there was a, a leak, wasn't there? Yeah. Of the entire script script. And um, it's still unknown to this day, sort of who did it. Yeah. Um, but it was leaked, and it found its way to um, uh, to can't remember the name of the company. Um, but they basically decided to release it for everyone online. Yeah. So anyone could see it. And Tarantino hit the fucking roof, and yeah. um, saw his <laughs> ass, and 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 decided he he wasn't going to do it anymore. But then, thankfully. Um, backtracked, and um, I think he made some fundamental changes to it. Yeah. Um, but but obviously it was supposed to be at, at first. It was a Django sequel, wasn't it? Yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit. And the Django one is it was going to be a follow up. It was going to be was it in Django in White Hell or something like that? Yeah, that's right. Um, but you can't put Django in there without the audience knowing exactly who he is and what his moral yeah. compass is, and uh, and it essentially takes away any mystery. Yeah. Because you know that Django isn't going to be, he's going to be the good guy, whatever happens. Yeah. For late, you don't know for certain if anyone's no. good or not. And, and ultimately, none of them are, are good, really. No, none of, none of them really. are moral. <laughs> no, I mean, I, to, to an extent, um, uh, uh, Chris Mannix is probably the best of the lot, but he's had a very checkered past. Well, I, and, and he's a massive racist. Oh, there is that. <laughs> He's not a good man. Just, no, no. Just because just because he's just because he's not a convicted murderer. No. He's not a good man by any stretch. No. And and Samuel Jackson basically taunts 
the old guy into a position where he can shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such an odd, it's such an, a, a very long-winded <laughs> way to just basically say, your son's up my dick. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big black dingus. <laughs> it's it's like a checklist of every, every different word for penis, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. My big fat schlong, <laughs> my dinkers, yeah. my ice cold pecker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he yeah. sucked on it. It was full of blood, and it was warm, and he sucked on it, and he sucked, and he sucked. This is just like in, in the snow with his gun on his shoulder, just laughing his head off into them. Yeah. <laughs> and it only took me this time to realize that didn't happen. Did it not? No. <laughs> I mean, he made it up just to annoy him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You, you, you don't know if anything's true, really, because no. you, you don't know what Daisy Domague did. No. You never find out what her crimes are. No, um, you don't know if Mannix is genuinely the sheriff of Red Rock and he's, no. he's on his way. To, you don't know for, for sure. No, um, you don't find out until later on that the letter from Abraham Lincoln is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> a letter from Abraham Lincoln, the president of the United States, <laughs> our president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Was it Lincoln? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a really funny scene when Mannix is like sat at the table. He just keeps rewording the same sentence, and uh, and Marquis <laughs> is just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "Yeah, the yeah. same." <laughs> and then he just bursts out laughing, doesn't he? Because he knows it's bullshit. <laughs> it's how hurt John Roof is as well. Yeah, it takes it so personally. But he is right. It's the only re- real reason why he was allowed on the stagecoach because he remembered yeah. from ha- having a steak dinner with him. Um, that he had it, so I think he really only let him on because he knew he'd be able to see that letter again. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and and like you said, you you you. The thing is as well that Tim Roth's character, uh, the Hangman. I, I'm still not sure if if he was that character. No. Why would he be asking him about paperwork, and why would he have paperwork on him? Well, how would the... he know? How would he know what questions to ask? Ask the sheriff about it. Well, they're obviously incredibly well prepared, and they they would have also prepared for the eventuality that they would have had to have gone into Red Rock. Yeah, and that was probably you know the his his alias as the hangman in Red Rock, I imagine yeah. would have helped, um, even if there was already a hangman. We don't know. It's a bit of a... Oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Because, yeah, you're because right. They, they, they start talking <laughs> about all of the people, the, the, the rest of the Domingre gang are already at Red Rock. Um, yeah. In the event that Daisy doesn't get busted out at Minis, they'll have but another that's bullsh- But that's bullshit as well. But that might be it? bullshit. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Everything everyone says is like you, that's the thing I, you, you don't know. Like anything. you say, you, you don't know. You don't know if Mannix is the sheriff. No, it probably is. Probably is because it is probably the most believable. It's got the most believable story. Well, it be, it becomes easier to believe as it goes on. But yeah, and I mean, I was looking at him and just thinking of that pricking Django. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because he always he plays play one of DiCaprio's men. Yeah, one well, of the henchmen. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so I was just thinking, oh, you can't trust that nubbed. And then obviously, no. It, it, it's no secret that he's a racist and that he's an asshole from the minute yeah. he sits in the, in the cabin. Yeah. So you don't trust him at all. I mean, out of John Ruth, Marquis, and Mannix, yeah. Mannix is the one you trust the least, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Um, because, you know, um, yeah, the other two are clearly bounty hunters. And yeah. you believe that letter from Abe Lincoln as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Mannix is the least trustworthy one from the from the get-go. Perhaps. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But yeah, there's he might he might not have been on his way to Red Rock to be the sheriff. No. He, he becomes more <laughs> likable and more moral as it goes on because he just starts yeah. following the lead of whatever Marcus is telling him. Yeah. And and, 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 and Walter Walter Goggins has uh, said he, he really likes at the end that the two the two of them are, are effectively friends uh, by the end of it. Um, yeah. Working together and trusting each other. Uh, I mean, they probably died, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't think, any, I I don't think, think anyone... They, I think the idea survived. is they both, they both bleed out and that's it. Yeah. 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 Nobody survived. No. Well, all, the way, all the waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, 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 it's all in one day, isn't it? And uh, yeah. and, and, and that um, that storm is supposed to be there for several days. Yeah. So yeah. nothing was happening. No one was coming. They were fucked. Yeah. But I mean, what a fate to I mean, what's the one way you don't want to bleed out is by your genitals, right? <laughs> it's when you hear him like mushing around whenever he moves <laughs> and sloshing. It's like his balls must just be a shattered black forest gas. Oh up. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Definitely, or or, or 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 a dropped trifle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, name your ruined dessert. <laughs> <laughs> a sticky top, a sticky toffee pudding that's had ten minutes too long in the microwave. Just an absolute mess. <laughs> or singed around the edges. <laughs> have, you, have you just have you just uh, committed to a name of the podcast? Oh yeah, n- name your dessert. Name your That'll ruined do. dessert. Name your, name your ruined dessert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's plenty of time to be a better one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that, that's that's going up there though. Um, yeah. No, and it's, it's like like I was saying to you the the other day, and when you t- stopped me from talking on the phone. I I've, I loved Hateful Eight. I, I, my answer to your original question was I watched it on the way back from work on the train, not realizing it was a three-hour film. Yeah. <laughs> Started it as soon as I got on the train and then sat in my car and watched the rest <laughs> before even setting off. Really? So I, yeah, 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 yeah. I sat yeah. What, so I just literally sat in my car watching it uh, so how long were you in your car for watching it? About two hours and ten minutes. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you just drive home and what, go, continue watching it at home? Because I knew if I'd have come home and I'd, and I'd have wanted Charlotte to watch it, I would have had to start it from scratch again. And I, I wanted to know how it finished. I had to know or, how it finished. Or how it started. Oh, how it started, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so, so I, like, yeah, I just sat there and watched every single second of it. it, it like I was saying before, this time I sat there with a smile on my face as soon as it turned on. And I didn't know I was doing it until I realized I was just smiling. Nothing had really happened. I was just smiling. Yeah. It's it it's it's an it's soundtrack is amazing. 
Um, it's the, the only the only soundtrack that uh, Ennio Morricone has done for thirty years uh, in, in regards to westerns, um, except Django. Except, uh, except Django, but it's only highlights. It's only highlighted things. Whereas this was a, a score that was done specifically for for this film. But it wasn't all him though, was it? Because he took bits from The Exorcist as well. Uh, yes, I think you're right. Early on, but, I think but, it's uh, I think yeah. it's the early carriage scene. There was an there was a, yeah. a pull from The Exorcist in there. Uh, but, but yeah, I get it, your, your point. It, it, and it's it's so well filmed. It's genuinely so well acted. I, I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't not watch the rest of it. Yeah, I, I had the option to. I should have driven. I was pro- I probably didn't get home to about half ten that night. But but I'd watched one of the best films I'd ever seen. Yeah, still yeah. not my favorite. Still not my favorite Tarantino film. But it's it's still one. It's not mine either. But it's well up there. I mean, the thing yeah. is, they are, when you watch them, they all are apart from fucking Death Proof. <laughs> but the, but but you know, it was it was actually his. If you if you look at the ratings um, that the film got, it's yeah. the second worst. Yeah, people are idiots. It's his, it's it's this it's this. I mean, I'm I'm just talking like IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. you know, um, Metacritic, uh, the, the the different sort of re- the major reviewing platforms and how they how they rank films. Um, Death Proof is the worst Tarantino, yeah, one in terms of rank, and 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 Hateful Eight is the second. Yeah, they're all wrong. Um, but then it's hard to like. I mean, what do you what what do you prefer, Django or Hateful Eight? Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah. What about Inglorious Bastards and Hateful Eight? That that's closer. You've really got to think about it, haven't you? What about Reservoir Hate- Dogs and Hateful Eight? Now Hateful Eight. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, isn't it? That means more. That means that film means more than the actual film does. If you know what I mean. But because of. What it meant at the time for you when you time time yeah time and, yeah and yeah. you know I, we, I I would if it wasn't for hateful eight I wouldn't be watching if it wasn't for Pulp Fiction I wouldn't be watching all these now yeah it probably wouldn't be making them but you know it, it's it's a place and time thing Pulp Fiction I think I think I think hateful eight is a better film yeah than Pulp Fiction yeah. <laughs> Ross is Ross is looking amazed at me. Um, I think it's definitely a better film. I mean, I wouldn't think less of anyone for thinking that, but it's pretty controversial, isn't it? Yeah, there's opinion. That's me, Ross. That's me, Ross. Me all over. Here's a question for you. We touched on Django. Okay. Did you spot any links with Django? Spot any links? Can I just say ahead of time, I was confident coming into this that I dug deeper than you would in research. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have because I did mine on the train on the way back. Um... <laughs> I only say that because I found so many repeated articles and looked through about 15 different ones to find right, okay. anything that I might have missed. Any links? Any links? Uh, I, apart from time. Apart from time, uh, no, <laughs> no, I didn't, Ross. 
Would you like to tell me what the links are between that and Django? Yeah, they're really good as well. Right, go on then. Right. Let me get into position. I'm in so, the listening position. <laughs> right at the beginning of the film, um, Marquis Warren is sat on those, his bounties. Yeah. And he's sat on a saddle. Right. That's Django's saddle. Really? Yeah. That's Django's saddle. Uh, the one that the one that um uh Christoph Waltz buys for him. So does that mean one of the bounties is Django? There's no meaning uh, other than there there has been no meaning uh assigned to it. Right, okay. Okay. The second think, one is that maybe just a callback that it was originally gonna be Django. Oh, no, it's just Tantino likes to do this shit. All right, oh, go on then, go on then, go on then. Um, and also um, on the floor in Minnie's haberdashery is yeah. Django's green corduroy jacket. Really? Yeah. So he's <sighs> been there. You know he's been there. Oh, well, someone has his who had his jacket has been there. Yeah. Why, why hasn't he got his saddle or his jacket then? I don't know, Simon. Well, you, you 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 pose the question. I want you to answer it, please. I don't. Yeah, but I've given you all the information. I know. Right. Okay. Very I good. Couldn't, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't find why. I couldn't find why. I was just looking for. Um, my, my thinking was because it was supposed to be a Django sequel. Yeah. And because he because it sounded like he'd spent quite a bit of time angling it as in such a way. Yeah. As a Django sequel before he decided not to. It was mm. it it got on sort of quite far down the idea as a concept. Yeah. Before sacking it off, and he loves to like in you know in interconnect his films and fuck with and us, it's yeah. a, and it's a second <laughs> and it's a second western. I mean, you see films yeah. that are one hundred percent different from one another that still have weird references in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. These are the two closest, the two yeah. westerns. So it's like. Yeah, I, I basically looked at if there was any, what the specific if there are any specific connections between Django and um, Hateful Eight, and that was a two that I could find. Nice, I like that. I'm gonna have to go and watch uh, Hateful Eight again just to see Django's jacket. Yeah. Good excuse. Good excuse. Yeah. Don't need any more excuse than that. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got, I've got some really good ones. Go on then. Um, do you know anything about the pipe that John Ruth was smoking? Fucking hell, no. You have gone deep on this. Go on. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find them in the first like five or six things I read. I I did have to go a bit deeper than normal. <laughs> um, so and this is this is quite a cool one. Um so the pipe that John Ruth is smoking, I didn't pay any attention to it at the time, but it's quite a um it's quite a nice pipe. Yeah. And it turns out that that pipe was actually Kurt Russell's own personal pipe. And he had it custom made from a famous pipe maker in Italy. I, th I think the new title is Kurt Russell's personal pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, I agree. <laughs> um, but he he bought it. He he had it custom made um, from a pipe maker in right. Italy, and then he used it in Hateful Eight. Yeah, and um, the 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 the, the um, creator, the, the the person who who made the pipe, was that chuffed that he's now trademarked that particular pipe, and it's called the Hangman. 
Nice. Yeah. I want a pipe now. I want the hangman's pipe. <laughs> <laughs> In my mouth. Uh, Stuffed full. So, uh, so that's quite a cool one, right? Nice. I like that. Love that fact. You should do more facts, Ross. <laughs> well, normally they're a lot easier to find. Yeah. This one, this I found that this one, there was a, there was a lot of boring stuff around it. There, there, there weren't, it wasn't quite as chock full of interesting no. stuff as what you find with some of the others. No. So I, I did have to sort of dig around quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so, so I enjoyed that one. And the one that just cracked me up, I was sort of both mortified um, and... Uh, and laughing at the same time was um, the guitar scene with yes. Daisy Domagu singing. Yeah. And uh, so, so, so for that scene, um, you know, uh, Daisy Domagu is it? Is it Dom? Is it? Or is it Domingre? Is it Daisy Domingre? Do, Doming Gray. Yeah. Domingre. Dom, Dom Why do I keep saying Domagru? Daisy Domingre. Domain, the Domain Grey Gang. Yeah, she's singing a song, um, which I believe yeah. is, is is an old Australian folk song. Right. It's actually a, it's actually a real song, and uh, and she sings it like she sang it live. Yeah. And what I find really interesting about it before I reveal it, and I know you know it sounds like you already know, but for the listeners, um, the way that Daisy reacts when he smashes it stood out to me, <laughs> as in. Out of character stood out. Yeah. So Daisy is is performing this song, and um, John Ruth is watching her. Yeah. And then he comes over and he picks up the guitar and he smashes it to pieces, and she goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" like that. Give me that guitar. <laughs> Music time's over. What? <laughs> Now, for that scene, they uh, had um, about six uh, replicas made of this particular guitar. Yeah. The one that she was playing was an antique guitar worth about $80,000. But um, the the idea was she was going to be playing this beautiful, uh, you know, authentic antique guitar. Yeah. And then when uh, Kurt Russell comes forward to smash it, they swap it out for a replica. Yeah, Kurt Russell had absolutely no idea about any of this, <laughs> so he just came forward and snatched it out around and smashed it to pieces. Yeah, and he and he destroyed the antique guitar, <laughs> and the company that supplied them with the real thing and the replicas have refused to work with him uh, and, and and supply any 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 equipment to Tarantino. Really? Yeah, they were really I didn't. Upset. I didn't know that bit. Didn't know. They were that really bit. upset about it. I don't blame him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it, it'd be better than that than it being destroyed like in shipping or something. At least it's film. It's filmed. It's filmed on yeah. in an amazing film in an amazing scene by Kurt Russell. Time and you, 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 you'll, you'll be hard up to find someone as serious as an antique guitar maker. Uh, <laughs> an yeah, antique yeah, guitar yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. It's not like fair the enough. fucking. It's not like a ninety-nine quid encore from Argos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's the way it's the way that Daisy sort of the way she reacts to me is yeah. like really sort of, and she knew, yeah. she knew that was the real thing, and he wasn't supposed to smash that one. 
No one stopped him. I mean, no he could have cut when he held it above his head. Yeah. But maybe they thought he was just going to go like that and stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you think it's amazing that nobody said to him, that's an antique guitar. Don't smash that. Don't smash that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> He's just fucking gone right at it and obliterated it. <laughs> I wonder how many people on set were just like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> I don't want to yell cut, we're in the middle of a scene and it's really good, but fuck. Because if they did, they might not even have been able to use it. So it's been no. smashed for no reason. Yeah. So you just so got to like, let oh, it play out. It. It's, it's, it's about two inches from the floor. There's no point in shouting cut now. <laughs> it's as good as gone. Kurt Russell's fucking huge. He's going to absolutely yeah. obliterate this in one. Yeah. What's the what? What, what does the insurance cover us for? <laughs> yeah. I'll make the phone call. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Um. Yeah. Have you Have you heard of Kurt Russell? <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting story. Yeah. No. Very good. I. I I didn't know that the company refused to to work with him again. Yeah, they, I, they, I get I, I get it. They kicked <laughs> off about it. I mean, maybe they were supposed to return it. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a case of like because obviously if they bought it, they bought it, they can do what the fuck they want with it. Yeah, I think this yeah. was sort of on hire. Like it wasn't like they bought it for eighty grand. That's what it was worth. And this company yeah. had said you can probably imagine walking in. But Tarantino didn't go in. Kurt Russell sure as hell didn't go in. No, of course he didn't. It had been some sort of. Uh, It'd have been some uh, Jobsworth, wasn't it? Who's like uh, trying to cut the teeth I, uh, in lighting or something? Yeah, that's it. It, it would have been his first film. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got just get out of university. He's got, and then he's got to go to this company. And say, look, I'm sorry. Taking really that, that replica and don't say a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking see how serious they really are. <laughs> Fill that, bottle, now, fill, fill that bottle up with Impto and tell him it's Chateau Neuf de Pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully you'll get the Saturday lad working on the counter who'll just accept it off you. Yeah. He won't know, he won't know what he's looking for. Yeah, we've, lo- we've, 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 we've been keeping an eye on the shop and your equivalent <laughs> is working there on Saturdays. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He, he knows as much <laughs> about guitars as you do about lighting. The, the guy with the spots and the little moustache he's trying to grow, who's never touched a lady's breast, go to him. Go to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and he would be the one that could sniff a replica two miles. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason he got the job in the first place. Yeah. As soon as you walk in the door, don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Where's the original? But it's such a good, it's such a good scene, though that scene. It is, it is, and it's it's actually like a, a nice song as well. Like I quite, yeah. But it's like, because she's fucking horrible, Daisy Domingue. Yeah. yeah, she is horrible, and that's yeah. the first time where you see her, and she's got a hair down. Yeah, and she's singing, and she's got quite a nice voice, and she's playing the yeah. guitar, and and that's the first time where you actually warm to her a little bit. Yeah, but, and I think yeah. that's intentional because John Ruth clearly. He's kind of enjoying it as well because yeah. he lets her do gradually. Like, because at first he's like, you fucking, as soon as yeah. she opens her mouth, he nearly knocks her out. Yeah. But then as the film goes on, I feel like he starts to let her do it just a little bit more and a little bit more, whether it's letting yeah. her sit, you know, like when they're eating um, and he uncuffs her so they can, so, so, yeah. so she can eat. And then, and then, and then he actually decides to walk around the room and he says, you fucking stay there. Yeah. And then when she says, 
John Ruth, do you mind if I John Ruth, do you mind if I go play that guitar over there? And he lets her do it. John yeah. Ruth. And 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 he lets her do it. And when she's playing it, he's just sort of stood by the door, isn't he? Yeah. And he's just watching her. And you and he's watching her. Like he's obviously getting something out of it. Like he's just enjoying listening to it. And he might even be thinking, oh, that's quite surprising. That's a nice song. She's got a nice yeah. voice. Yeah. Quite a nice guitar player. But then he sort of, I think he sort of snaps out of it and realizes there's 10 grand, like, you know, on me yeah. not getting attached in any way whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm going to go and smash the fucker up because he caught himself for a second. I'm not saying he caught feelings for anything, but he, he all of a sudden was sort of looking admiringly at the girl that he has to detest because he's taken her to the hangman. Well, I, I think it's also the lyrics in that second verse that she does basically relate to him. And it's, it, well, she's the name John is in there. Yeah, but I yeah. Think the song title has the name John in it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, think, I think he thinks, "Oh, right, she's playing with me now." Yeah, yeah. And he sort of reacts and it to her saying John, doesn't he? Yeah, and I, the bit where she realizes that he's been poisoned and she's stopping, she's trying to stop him from putting the the cuffs back on again. Because she knows that in a few seconds he's going to be dead. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. She's, she's going to be chained to a dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it is it is, it is, it is brutal the way that they're, that uh, poor OB. Oh, OB, bless him. All, all, all he's done, all he's done is, is go in and out of that place, getting absolutely freezing cold. He's been sat on top of a stagecoach for how many hours in the snow. Yeah. All he wants to do is get warm, and they keep sending him outside. He comes in to get, get comes in to get to get coffee, and he's the first guy that spews his spleen out. Yeah, he also gets sent back outside, doesn't he? Yeah, that's um, it. <laughs> to what? What is it? What does he get sent outside to do? Or oh, to bury to to get rid of the old general's body in it. Yeah, that's right. It's him and uh, is it him and um, what's Michael Madsen's character called? I thought it was Senior Bob, but uh, you might be right. No, it's not Bob. Dog Gabron. Bob. See <laughs> <Si>, Gabron. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but in regard in regards to Samuel Jackson's character, he's definitely your Poirot. Sherlock Holmes type, isn't he? Well, he's, he's the he's one clocked a lord really early on. Yeah, yeah. Really early on, he's noticed a lot of things. Well, he, then... he knows he knows Bob doesn't belong there as soon as he sees him. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's it, he sort of but lets you it don't play know out. Why. Yeah, yeah. He lets it play out for quite a long time, doesn't he? Yeah. And Bob yeah. does a really good job of when he says that she's still smoking that summit, and he's like, Bob looks at him and goes, "She doesn't smoke a pipe. She smokes summit tobacco yeah. or whatever." Yeah. He's like, but you know that. Shoot. You already know that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know that. I just wanted to know if you knew that. <laughs> Bob another, another, speaks like this. Another like red apple cigarettes as well. Red you know, it's this yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She smokes no. red apple. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a there's a there's a there's a suspected little backstory with uh, Minnie and Sweet Dave in that he was a she was a slave. And he right, was a okay. slave owner because he's like an older white guy and she's a young black girl, but they seem to be really close. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a theory that they're actually. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. That she was a slave at one point And for whatever reason, they've decided to stay together. Nice.
how much did how much did you trust Bob? You don't. You just don't. You just know. You just know there's something wrong with him. You just do, and I don't know why. Yeah. From, from, from the moment you see him, you just know there's something wrong. I like that. I, um, I like that. Um, it's the second time Tim Roth is bullshitting a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Because in Reservoir Dogs, he plays a bank robber. He yeah. plays a bit of a gangster and he's a copper. In this, he's yeah. a villain and he's playing a figure of authority. Yeah. It's like a reversal <laughs> of the type of thing he's doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he's pretty convincing. The, there was also rumours that um, Christoph Waltz was going to yeah, he was, do, yeah. that, do that yeah, as well. He was originally, no, he was originally um, that's who Tarantino wanted to play. Yeah. Um, but no, knowing what we know now, he doesn't Os- like to pe- play people like that. <laughs> yeah. Oswaldo, Oswaldo Mowbray. <laughs> but it's, it's funny when he, when he's because the whole time he talks like this. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, yeah. Of course I'm British, but then when he like switches, he is British, but he's just a cockney dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm worth three grand on my own if I survive. If not, you can take my body down. All right. Come yeah. night, apples and pears. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question for you. All right. Are there any instances that give the time of year away? It's Christmas, isn't it? Correct. Um, I think it's only that that it's, they say that Minnie and Sweet Dave have gone to see their her parents for Christmas. No, no. It's it's um, Joe Gage is going home to see his his mama for Christmas. Yeah, that's one. And I think Minnie and Sweet Dave are going for Christmas, aren't they? That's two to parents. Yeah. Oh. There's uh, a far better one. The snow. <laughs> um, the fact it's dark most of the time. No, no. Candy canes. <laughs> candy cane any time of year. Oh yeah, there's that. Uh, I don't know, Ross. Uh, you tell me. Let me let, let me a follow up question that will lead you to it. All right. Okay. What does Bob play on the piano? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did, uh, yeah. I, I, I did. Want to answer for the viewers? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Silent Night. Yeah, Silent Night. I, I the first time I watched it, I did wonder why he played that. Because it's Christmas. But then I thought, but then I thought, well, to be fair, if you learn the piano, it is one of the first things you can learn because it's do, relatively do, easy. Do, do. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe I think when I was starting to learn it, it was one of the first. Yeah, ones that you can play mice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, first thing I ever learned, I think, was John Lennon's Imagine on the piano. I've never tried that. I might, I might try that. Piece of piss. Is it right? Okay. I think Be- Beethoven's fourth concerto was a piece of piss as well. You can toss that off in an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. That's the well. That 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 is largely well. That is all of the notes that I made in terms of the research yeah. I've done. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I will say that um, I, you, can't, you, you, you can't, I, st- I still don't think you can quite predict the, the, the finale is pretty epic. Yeah. Because it's one by one, the drop in. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, when he kills Bob, it's like straight away, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, he doesn't he even think about against it. The wall. He's, just, he's just looking for any excuse to shoot Bob. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and it's, it's so satisfying when his face explodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, he gets him, he gets Bob to tell him that he's right about him because doesn't Bob commend him at one point? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't Bob pretty much say, like, well, you worked that out well or something like that? Yeah. You're very clever. Yeah. Very, very good, senor. Very good, cabron. <laughs> you are right. Very good, cabron. <laughs> but, uh, because, because the thing is, Marcus obviously gets enjoyment out of, being uh, ahead of everyone else. Yes. Yeah. And you know he, he likes to walk every. It's like it's like the, the thing that you never do as a villain. Before they kill the before they kill the hero, they have to go on a big fucking rant about how yeah. good they are, and inevitably that gives the hero time to yeah. get out of the situation. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit like that, but obviously no one was a hero. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Marcus just he just he just talks it through, doesn't he? He says that. Uh, you know, the, about the sign that said no dogs are Mexicans. You know what happened to that sign? You know, they, they, they started letting dogs in. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was like, they, they, they wouldn't allow any Mexicans in, never mind leaving the place in charge of a Mexican. Yeah. Like, that never would have happened. Um, and then he, he talked about uh, Sweet Dave never getting out of that chair. That chair, yeah. And the blanket that's on the chair is never sitting without that blanket. And if he was going to go on a long, cold journey through the mountains, there's no way he goes, that chair had have fucking gone with him. Yeah. And if the chair didn't, the blanket definitely would have done. Yeah. You know, and he just breaks it down about all the different things that's just bullshit. But he sees yeah. the suite on the floor as soon as he comes in, doesn't he? Yeah. And he knows that More or less keeps, straight away. Yeah. More or less straight away. And he keeps a real tight, tight ship. Like, there's no way that there would be a suite on the floor. And the thing is, as well, it's so, it's so right. It's such a stupid thing to say, but if I made a stew, or Charlotte made a stew, or Charlotte's mum made a stew, they all they we could use the same ingredients, and they would all taste different. Every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. You know, I know what my stew tastes like. I know what Charlotte's tastes like. I, I would I would know if Charlotte's taken one of my stews and pretended it's hers. <laughs> I know it was mine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. It's not one of the things that you think about until you watch the thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because he knows he, he knows that he is eating mini stew. Mini stew, yeah. Which means that she was here this morning to cook it. See, cabron. <laughs> I made it. I made the stew. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do, do you know about the thing where it was going to be a stage show as well? Have you heard? Yeah. About well, it still it still could be right. Still possibly could be, but what one of the things that encouraged him to to redo it is they did like a read through of where they'd got to at that point. So they got them all on stage and they basically did a read through up to a certain point with the actors. And it was basically, I think it was going to be him either deciding to take it to a stage or still film it. And that was at the point where it had all been leaked. Um, and they did so well just doing the read through that's that encouraged him to then do it as a film again. So, and I'm so glad he did. I have I haven't seen uh, it is available as as four separate episodes. Yeah, as well. I haven't seen that anywhere. It's supposed to be on Netflix. No, I, but I can't find it. I haven't. Um, I haven't looked for it, but I've, I've I've certainly never seen it like 
in a no. shop. But I haven't looked online or anything for it. No. And I think I think it probably it probably would have worked as a little mini series. It would have been quite interesting. Yeah, but I would rather it was just a fat film. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's fat film. Yeah, but I, I could have driven home quicker if it was a series. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would have just skipped the next episode. Oh you? yeah, 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 yeah. So I skipped the recap and I would have been watching it straight away, freezing yeah. my tits off in my car. Um, but no, but I think if if I if I can find it, I'll definitely try it like that and see how see how it works. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've got. We haven't mentioned that Tarantino narrates it as well. Yeah, it's a bit jarring, isn't it? But you know. always is when Tarantino's involved. <laughs> Amazing filmmaker has to be involved in somehow beyond directing, and it's always jarring because someone's poisoned the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it? He says. He says something like. While 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 Marquis Warren was talking about black dingus and yeah, <laughs> in white cock, in, everyone, in white every, yeah, everyone was focused on black dingus in in white man's <laughs> mouth. Somebody poisoned the coffee. <laughs> it's so good though. It is like it is like a proper murder mystery. It's like someone yeah. poisoned the coffee. Yeah. So like, ooh. Who's poisoned it? And you would think that the thing is, John Ruth has let his guard down there because he's yeah. supposed to be fucking looking at every. I mean, if it was me, if I was John Ruth, I'd park myself in a corner. I won't move. I'd sit no. somewhere where I could see everyone at all times. Make, make, make my own coffee, shit into the same uh, mug that I've been using. I would never leave. <laughs> shit into your coffee mug. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a bovril. <laughs> I mean, give it a rinse when you want to use it again, but you know. Yeah, he lets yeah. his guard down big time there. But yeah, it, that that that's it was yeah that scene when they just start chucking up blood repeatedly. Yeah, like, oh, that doesn't look pleasant at all. No, that looks like horrible way to go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's one one above being shot in the balls and having a black forest gato for a cock. Oh, you what? You'd rather be shot in the balls and no, no, it's one above in the like. I mean, I mean, down the bottom scale of how I want to go. Oh right, right, right at the bottom is being shot in the balls. Yeah, and so your least, the least desirable is yeah. cock shot, and then, and then, yeah, and then spewing, spewing my intestines out know, would be shot, just shot in that. the asshole, <laughs> as opposed to the balls. I don't think I've ever seen a film where someone gets shot in the asshole. Uh, are you googling it now? No. <laughs> Uh, I think there is there is a film that I can think of where someone does, but I can't remember if it's on the like the ass cheek, not well, in this the is actual Forest Gump, and it's in the buttock. Oh, buttocks! That maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Or actually, like barrel barrel to rectum. Yeah. <laughs> um. Double barrel sphincter. <laughs> Uh, there must be a, there must be a film where someone shot in the arsehole. Yeah, probably. I mean, but it's got to be that's got to be hundred percent intentional. Like you can't accidentally shoot someone in the arsehole. I mean, and they'd also have to be in the right position as well. The only way you could do it accidentally is if you were if you were have if you were having a lap dance at gunpoint and you accidentally fired it. <laughs> Maybe. Then Maybe. you could end up with an accidentally shooting someone in the arsehole. But I think because of the angle and because the hole itself is quite tucked away, you know, thank God. Yeah. Um, 
you would you 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 would you would have you would you would have to slide the barrel in between the cheeks quite comfortably, and then pull the trigger. There's no way you can just nest nestled in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like you're you're going for the asshole, but accidentally you're just going to hit cheek. So we finally answered the eternal question there. So yeah, very good. But then, like through the asshole, you're talking like shattered pelvis. Because if yeah, you're going yeah. straight up, it's you'd probably die quicker. Because it'd go up underneath your rib cage. Yeah, it'd go straight through was... your lungs, and maybe your heart. So, so you're assuming you're assuming it's being fired at almost like point blank range into the sphincter. You're like that. Someone sits on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kablamo. Because if you're doing it from distance, there is a chance that the bullet might slow down by the time it actually. So it'd have to. It'd have to point blank range in the. Simon, the hole. The hole's already there. <laughs> Very little resistance. You've never seen yeah. a cleaner entry. <laughs> <laughs> How many people do you know that shoot bullets into holes? Normally, <laughs> normally the bullet creates the hole. That's that yeah, yeah. Matter. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's effectively like it just carrying on in into the air, isn't it? Yeah. No resistance whatsoever. Straight through your ass. Yeah, yeah, straight through your large and small intestines, through your pelvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so straight up underneath the rib cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lung, lung, heart. <laughs> and then out through your mouth, probably. <laughs> uh, how long were you a biology teacher for? I can't remember. <laughs> Got sacked. From that experiment, that very experiment. It was just, it was, a, it was a live demo, and I was, <laughs> and I was using spud guns. But, 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 I, but, but I'll admit, even I was surprised at how far a potato can travel up there. <laughs> Every day's a lonely day, though, isn't it, Ross? <laughs> yeah, that poor, that, that poor kid learned an awful lot that day. <laughs> Never trust Ross with the spud gun. That's what he learned. <laughs> they nearly made they made, they nearly made a Quentin Tarantino film um, about it called Inglorious Basting. <laughs> no, you're not having that, are you? I can tell you're laughing more than you want to. It's all right. I can't. I can't, no, I can't no, it's good. It's good. I can't hit it every time. No, I, I must admit, I was trying to think of another one as I was laughing, and I couldn't. <laughs> Pulp friction. <laughs> yeah, give no. it up. <laughs> Kill bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give me that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, that cable probably. Happy with that uh, one. Yeah, that's that, that's made up. That's made up for the other. I think I was going for Jackie Brown 
or, yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was trying. I was trying to turn Django into um, Arsel. <laughs> Arsel was eluding me. That. Yeah, like like yeah. Hall or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hall. Are you ready for the age game, Ross? Oh yeah, sure. Insert jingle. Insert jingle. Insert jingle. Insert jingle. Insert jingle. The last two weeks, Ross has scored in the first game. Un poir. Second game. Right, I say a person's name. Ross has to guess their age. If he gets it spot on, two points. If he's a year out, either way, one point. Anything else is a big zero. Are you ready? I am. John Ruth the Hangman. Kurt Russell. How old is Kurt Russell? 67. Ooh, 71. Zero points to Ross. Okay, Kurt Russell starred in Guardians of the Galaxy with Chris Pratt. How old is Chris Pratt? 39. Chris Pratt is 43. Zero points to Ross. Chris Pratt starred in Jurassic World with Sam Neill. Sam Neill. How old is Sam Neill? 74. One point to Ross. He's 75. 75. Sam Neill, Jurassic Park, also starred Jeff Goldblum. How old is Jeff Goldblum? 61. Oh, he's 70. Zero points oh, to us. I thought was, I was going for a lot younger than Sam Neill. Yeah. Five years, in it. Jeff Goldblum starred in The Tall Guy with Emma Thompson. How old is Emma Thompson? Hang on, I'm just trying. I'm, uh, Emma Thompson. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get Emma Thompson mixed up with Hermione Granger. All oh, right, no, no, no. Emma Thompson uh, played um, uh, played uh, Professor Tr- Trelawney. Yes. In, um, What's Hermione Granger? What's Hermione? Who's Hermione Granger? Is she Emma Thompson as well? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Uh, right. So Emma Thompson, you're asking before. Yeah. English actress. Um, Emma Thompson is sixty-two. Oh, one point to Ross. One year out, she's sixty-three. So, Ross, I've, you've I've... scored two points this time out of ten. Well done. Thank you. It's not an easy game to get points on. <laughs> it's not. We carry on playing this every time, Ross. In in two and a half years, you might get full, full points. <laughs> Only time to not keep releasing films. <laughs> so there we go. Insert jingle. Insert jingle. Any more to talk about on Hateful Eight? I don't think so. I think I've covered everything I wanted to. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I want to watch it again now. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's brilliant. It is brilliant. And that that those bullets coming up from under the floor straight into Marcus's nutsack. <laughs> yeah, it, even he doesn't know that. 
That's no. one thing he doesn't know, and they well, know he it, doesn't know as well. He wasn't he wasn't one step ahead there, was he? No, and they, that that's the thing. Regardless of how far ahead he was, yeah, they always knew he had someone under the floorboards. He didn't know his balls were going to get destroyed like a black forest gutter. Oh, <laughs> imagine! I wonder, like, like the sort of macabre side of me wants to know to see it. Well, I don't think I want to see it, but I want to know. I do. I do. Like again, you know, back back to the sort of the, the angle of the arsehole. Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Pierce, them. Did it pierce both sack and root? Because we know the root exists. We've established yeah, that. The, yeah, Ross's root has been trademarked. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, does it go straight up through the root? I, I mean, I, I would guess the angle. It's going to be somewhere in his stomach, at least. Did it go? Or did it just go straight? You know, ball bag, ball bag, root cock. Did it just go straight through the sack, like vertically? In the middle. How many shots were fired? Ooh, I think it was. I think it was just one, maybe two. I, I think it was more than that. one. I feel like it was, was more it? than one. I feel maybe. like it would have been. But I mean, yeah. he got him. He got him. He got both. He, both barrel in both barrels. Yeah. I yeah. Can't imagine what it would what it'd be like to get shot in the nuts because it's like. Uh, I'll, I think I'll every, every lad, every we'll lad, find, knows. we'll find out on Saturday. Bring <laughs> <laughs> my gun round. <laughs> you're gonna fucking, I'm gonna be laid down with him in the kitchen door. <laughs> <laughs> gonna drop the table on him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because like, every lad knows what it's like to sort of have pain in the balls from something. Whether whether you've bashed them accidentally, whether you've been kicked in them, whether your mate has just given you a fucking dig in them for no reason because they think they're funny, unless it is because as we all know, uh, obviously, us us two know, it's actually sometimes better to get properly kicked square in the balls, isn't it? Square, square in the balls. <laughs> By the dolmen the, grace. The dolmen grace. Dolmen grace kicked me squat in the balls. <laughs> um, then it just being glanced. You can just glance them, and that hurts far more than actually getting a, a full thwack. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If, I, if like, when I come around on Saturday, I'll record it. I'll kick you squat in the balls. Yeah. And then I'll lightly glance them. No, 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 no. What? No. If, if you're going to kick me in mine, I'm going to lightly glance at you, not at them. I'm going to lightly glance them. <laughs> <laughs> lightly glance at them. I'll send you a picture now if you want. Like this. <laughs> the, the, the briefer, the subtlest of glances. Yeah. Or, or what? Or do you you sit, sit on your bed. And I'll just pop them through the door. (laughs) 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 And the thing is, I won't tell you when I'm going to do it either. Because you could be there, like, flicking through your phone or reading a book. And you'll just sort of hear something, look across, and they'll just be popping outside the door. Is there a turkey in the corridor? (laughs) (laughs) That turkey cut its neck while shaving. <laughs> I think if you give him a give him a fucking dig, you probably will make you probably will make the sound of a cockerel. Yeah. 
that sounds good. I'll tell you while we're on there. So we had another uh, we had another incident the other night of me <laughs> me saying so, is this is this the one more one more thing? Uh, no, it wasn't actually. Uh, I have something part... separate about one more thing. Oh, but right, let's go okay. on to one more thing now. Two more things. Okay. Actually, uh, there is one thing. Uh, one thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, one thing I almost forgot. Yes. I think I'm on a wild goose chase. <laughs> you know, there's only one thing that I'm not clear about. But that can wait. You want to go to bed. The other night, Fatima, um, woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> Because I went like this. She went, you went, you went, nuns. Of course she did. She was, but you're doing it for ages. And I was like, it'll stop her. Nuns. I, I I know the answer, but any idea why? Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my uh, my 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 one more thing. Uh, one thing. Huh? I was um I was I was I've been listening to an uh a new audio book for the last week. Right. Because I sometimes when I when when I go for walks in the morning. Um, I like to be a bit scared sometimes. Okay. So I thought, I've got Audible now. And I was looking at what was included. Because I think it's bullshit how they do the credit thing. That is bullshit. If you're paying monthly for a subscription, you should be able to fucking... Can you imagine if you paid for Netflix, but you only got to have two films a, mo- a month? Yeah. I can't believe when Fatima told me. I thought she was taking the piss. She was yeah, like, oh, you get no. two credits, and then you get access to all this. I was like, that's fucking yeah. shocking. Anyway... On the included thing was the uh, woman in black, right? Okay, and it's the three D audible as a uh, some of the books on Audible have three D audio, like spatial thing or something. Where it is? Excuse me, no? spatial audio or something. It spatial. moves around. It moves around. It does. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's really good at like playing sounds that are supposed to be at a distance. Yeah, and playing sounds yeah. that are close up and stuff. Yeah. And like a door that's behind you to the left versus a door that's behind you to the right. Yeah. That was backwards, but you get the point. Yeah. Um, and so I've been listening to this this book, the, the the woman in black, which the start, you know, I love the story. Bloody scary. I don't know how familiar you are with it, but it's a cracker. Is that the Daniel Radcliffe film? Well, that was a remake. Right. The, the, the original was done in like the 70s. Yeah. Um, that well, the BBC production was done in the seventies, but the book is right, okay. three dates that. Yeah. Um, and it dawned on me that I've never actually read the book. Um, right. I thought I had, but 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 I haven't. And then the narrator was really really good. Um, and good God, I shat my pants several times over the last <laughs> week, and I'm, I'll be out walking. But I've even like um extended my walks. Like I've been out for like an hour and a half in the mornings, um, from like six till half seven. Right. And I've been fucking like go around the nature reserve, go through the sports club, come back, do like three laps around the village, and I'm just walking and just just absolutely loving listening to this book. But 
when it's pitch black and you know slowly but surely more and more people start coming yeah but yeah. when i'm first out there there ain't fucking no one around <clears throat> and uh yeah it's like a door will go bang and i, I literally i think someone's just come out of the house <laughs> and i found you know the um when you go around lechmeyer the way that i took you for that walk when you were here yeah last you can actually get down to the um there's a path that take you know when you're walking along that ridge and it's yep. all open and you get to the pub at the bottom. You get to the pub at the bottom, yeah. Halfway along there, there's a little path. And um I suspected it goes to the Allerton Bywater Sports Club. Right, okay. I've never actually been down it because it sort of winds off into the trees. It looks a bit creepy in the dark. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't see where that fucker goes. Like <laughs> oh, well, and I and I was shitting myself. I thought, what's gonna make me more scared? I thought I'll fucking go down there now while I'm listening to this. And I was already like on edge. <laughs> Well, because there's not a lot of dog walkers and that around, the all the wildlife is still knocking about. Right, okay. And there's all the rabbits and that, and I kept seeing fucking things out of the corner of my eye, and it's rabbits in the dark running around in the thing, and I kept fucking seeing, like, boom, someone had leave the path. I could barely see two feet in front of me. Yeah. And I would just see this, like, and I, and I couldn't tell what sound was actually... There was a storm in one of the chapters, and it was a storm blowing across the marshes, and, these, and it was banging these shutters of this um, pony carriage. Right. I, I didn't know what was in the book and what was actually in real life. And I kept taking me, it, it was eerie because it was so immersive and I had it on full volume. <laughs> and I was like, fucking hell. And I, I, did, I looked I looked up to the sky, I thought, is the fucking weather on the turn? Like, <laughs> I thought there was a storm coming. But then I would take one earphone out just to see. And it would be yeah. deathly silent. Deadly silent, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, that's even worse. <laughs> what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I thought, why am I doing this? And I put the headphone on, I go, Phew. Rain fucking coming down. <laughs> I shit myself on several occasions. <laughs> um, not literally. I'm, I'm, I'm good now. No. But, um, no. but yeah, that, that's, that's my one more thing is uh, anybody who likes audiobooks and has Audible, uh, check out The Woman in Black um, and go walking at 6am with it. <laughs> you headphones in. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Have you started listening to it? Then? Yeah, I'm, I've I've only got I think I've only got about is it four, about four and a half hours, isn't it? I think I've yeah. got about four four hours about about an hour left or something. Oh, like all right, good. What do you think of it? I think it's good. I, I think it, it is. It's very different to the first one, but exactly yeah. the same. Well, it's the same because it's Alan, but it's different because he spends yeah. most of it out and about doing stuff. Yeah, that's it. So has he done his pot all uh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's that. When he's, I also I loved it when he was sitting in his car waiting for the, the fly tippers. Yeah. <laughs> and he falls asleep and then wakes up and starts panicking and starts oh, tailing his oh, van and then he just crumbles yeah. when this guy. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, mate? He's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, some people, some people are bothered, but you, I don't care. I, I don't care. <laughs> Alan Partridge. Pretending that he's not bothered about something that he is really bothered about. Only he will be bothered about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, it's when he's like, his his voice goes up a notch when he like the guy. He's like, he's like, okay, bye. Thanks for letting me only have the window down a little bit. (laughs) The guy goes up and he winds him up and he's like, who does he think he is? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna ring the police. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. 
clearly just shat himself. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, that was our episode on The Hateful Eight. Um, again, collectively, probably one of our favourite films between us, especially out of uh, Tarantino. Um, next time, we'll be discussing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Won't we, Ross? The only Tarantino film I haven't seen. Yeah, mental. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I am really looking forward to that one. Um, and it is mad that I haven't seen it because I know that you know, after I have seen it, I'd be thinking, why the fuck have I not bothered to watch this? Yeah, yeah. Because um, anything... Is it, is, it partly, is it partly because I said how shit I thought it yeah. was at the point? Yeah. yeah. Never trust what I say. Never trust yeah, what I that. say. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that when you got your testicles banging out my bedroom door. Are they your testicles? No. <laughs> well, what are, you, what are you doing in the hallway then? I'm not... <laughs> I'm actually in the kitchen. <laughs> Can you close my bedroom door, but don't move whatever is in them? <laughs> is in there? No. Why? Because they're my testes. <laughs> Have you glanced at them yet? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so once upon a Holly- once upon a time in Hollywood is next. Um, quite looking forward to that actually, because I, I think I mentioned I've re- I've read the book recently, so it'd be nice to go and wa- rewatch that as well. Didn't um, didn't Dave Gilmore write comfortably numb about seeing Roger Waters' balls <laughs> when he said I caught a fleeting glimpse out of the corner of my eye? I tried to look, but he was gone. I kind of <laughs> put my finger on it now. <laughs> the the balls have gone. <laughs> Sounds like it works, so I'm, um, you know, I believe you. Yeah, I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did. I think that's what happened. <laughs> if it wasn't Waters balls. It was definitely Mason's. <laughs> Lot lower hanging though, weren't they? Much I believe, lower hanging. I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah. They were like his yeah. moustache in the seventies, just <laughs> down there. <laughs> So yeah, looking forward to that, and uh, we'll, we'll see you again next time. Thanks very much for joining us. Oh. If he, if he, if he, if he, if he raises, if he, if he raises eyes slightly, you'd have seen the division bell. And if he turned around, and it's in the dark, dark side, side of the moon. Things. I knew that was going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just a shame Roger Walters was hidden behind that wall. Yeah, I um, can do it as well. <laughs> He got circumcised. He said, no, that's the final cut. Was he drunk or was it just a momentary lapse of reason? (laughs) I'm trying to get something about the fact that they sell all the relics. Does that work? Yeah. It It doesn't really, does it? Yeah. He was that old. God, I'm trying here. Yeah, when he got to a certain age and he lost his teeth, it was all he could do. He, he umagumed him. <laughs> I regret it as soon as I committed to it. 
<laughs> and it's a shame about that police incident that incident that involved animals. Oh, no. I say what's, I was gonna say what, no, why are you bringing Sting no. into this? No. <laughs> anyway, so thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again next time. Say thanks bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Nuns!